Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we enjoy conversation with each other of the truth of scripture, theological truth, and then once a month, we will cover a question segment from your questions sent in to coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Yo, welcome back to Coffee with Vern. I'm your host with the most, Vern. So Jesse, how you doing today, man? Doing good. I'm, I'm back on the correct side of the camera. Oh, man. Jesse left me. Um, and okay. then we have Malone's cup is where Malone would be. But Malone is absent today. And I'm just going to stare at his cup and just say I miss you, Malone. Whenever you do watch this, I miss you. And I look forward to you being back with us. Malone is preaching again. Uh, I think this Sunday, possibly one more time. And so he is prepping just in case he is teaching. Um, as many of you know, our pastor is still recovering from hip replacement surgery. Um, this would be the sixth week. So this would be the full extent of the recovery process. But so Malone is prepping, getting ready for that just in case. And so he is absent with us today. But blessings to you, my brother. Do work, son. Do work. Um, but today's going to be super uber duper casual. Like just laid back. Uh, we did some, we've had some heavy episodes here lately. So I figured, you know what, let's just take a chill pill. But I went mountain biking this weekend. You want me to talk about it for a little bit? I think Jesse even wants to hear this, but let's get a sip of the good stuff real quick. Oh yeah. That's better this week. It's strong. Last week just tastes like water. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I went mountain biking with Anna. Well, we didn't go mountain biking because she can barely walk a straight line. So mountain biking, she'd probably just fall. Um, oh honey, I love you by the way, but we went biking on the swamp rabbit trail in Greenville, never ridden it. I, I lived there for four years and never rode it. That's kind of depressing. It's like the canal. No, it's like the greenway, North Augusta greenway. Went biking. I was fine. Like hundred percent fine. I get out there, dude, like straight up fine. Start riding. I'm like, okay, I'm good. We get to this swamp rabbit grocery which is where they sell coffee, all kinds of good stuff. And I'm like, hey, I want that PB&J smoothie. Sounds pretty good, right? I don't know about that. Smoothies and me don't agree, but I love them. For all my kids that were with me Sunday night, you know what I'm talking about. But smoothie. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, we're, we're out of it, sir. Oh, of course you are, because it's the only flavor I would like. So they have this rosemary peach one. I'm like, rosemary? Isn't that like a plant? Peach? I like peach. I'm like, all right, I'll take a rosemary peach. And I got it too. I think I got all the rosemary and she got all the peach because mine was like this weird white looking color and hers was like orange. Yeah. And I I think there are a lot of things have happened. I think I'm highly allergic to rosemary because <laughs> about two hours later, I'm just like, <clears throat> it was awful. I can do that noise again if you need me to. It's better than the other one that yeah, you don't like. Yeah, please don't do the other yeah, one. You never know. Um, so there, there's that. And then also found out uh, from the news channel of Greenville, uh, that ragweed is in bloom. Well, well I'm go. allergic to ragweed. We were biking in ragweed. And then I had rosemary. Was it rosemary like a spice? It's like an herb or spice or something. What What was that doing in a smoothie? My, so, Greenville's full of granola people. You ever heard that term, granola? Granola crunching hippies? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I didn't even yeah. know. I never knew that term until today. I call Allison that. Well, Greenville's full of granola crunching hippies. Makes sense. Like everything out there is just like, oh, let's add a flower to this. How about that spice? Would you like a lavender basil coffee? Yeah, that's no offense really to gross. Swamp Rabbit Grocery. It was just like, what is this? Who thought of this? That's really gross. So, all that combined, my three hour drive, I went through a whole box of tissues and I was sneezing the whole time, which is not a symptom of COVID by what I looked up. 
because I'm a hypochondriac. Um, and so that was fun. So that's why I sound like this. If you're like, he sounds like a frog again. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but we have fun stuff to talk about today. What are we talking about today? Jesse Moore. Jesse didn't want to sit in front of the camera. So he, I told him he had to at least talk with me. This is something he's got, even though you're not a musician, right? No. I I think you can add in. I played guitar for the praise band. Hey. But I mean... Praise man. Anybody can play guitar for the Whoa, praise hold on now. That's an insult, okay? Is it though? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you you turned out to be good. But let's I mean, I took I'm lessons. thinking about I'm thinking Well, see there you go. You took it seriously. I'm thinking about like me and the guys that I was friends with. Would, and would you like youth. to call them out? Yeah. I mean, they know who they are. They probably don't listen to it. But some right. of the people listening probably do know who they are. I know. But we were terrible. We were so bad. Nobody knew what this, they were doing. This is not an invite for anyone that just has a guitar and thinks <laughs> they can strum it to join the praise band when yeah. I start that back up, by the way. Okay. Yeah, so that was that was my praise band. That was that was me. I take this and very seriously. Do not show up just like mm-hmm, I played a guitar and you can't do it. I anything. was like, I know chords, but yes, I'm not. I am not a musician. Praise band does not a musician make. But you love music. I do love music. I listen to music, and you have a pretty good taste of music. Johnny Swim. What's the name of that guy? Avi Kaplan. Avi Kaplan. I can't ever say his name. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Um, you also like some of the folk stuff. I like. You like Lord Huron? Yeah, I listen to some of their stuff. Um, Jack Johnson's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. So you have a good taste of music, and that's acoustic-driven stuff. It so. is. Okay. It is. Well, cool. So we're going to be talking about. I think I got some donut stuck stuck in the. Um, we're going to be. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that one. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> sorry. We're going to be talking a little bit about, and Jesse's going to kind of keep me on a time clock because if not, I'll go really long. We're talking about worship music. So let me give the background behind why we're talking about this. This morning, I actually didn't know what we were going to talk about today. Kind of yesterday, I went home. I took some Benadryl. Dude, I was out by 630 and I was spaced out. My dog started barking when it thundered. I woke back up, back out at like 1030, knocked out till this morning till 730. Crazy. So last night, usually I prep up on Monday nights and kind of think through what we should talk about and get it ready. Well, this morning I was like, I just don't know. What do my kids need to hear? What does the church need to hear? Um, but I think this is something that has been going on kind of for weeks. And as I think back to what this week would have been if I was still in college. So this would have been my first week at North Greenville if I was still in college. They start class, I think, tomorrow if they haven't already. Mm. And in this first week, usually the BCM band, which was BSU uh, yeah. for life, Baptist Student Union for life. That's what I was part of. Um, when we would play, we'd usually have a couple of times that we have to play this week. We'd usually have our first BSU gathering next Thursday. So we're getting ready, getting in the swing of things. Um, and, and what that means when we came back from the summer was new music we wanted to try, uh, new band members. We would have auditions and stuff like that. And so I was like very much in the band music, worship music world. Well, I'm not in it like I used to be, right? Um, I lead occasionally here um, at West Acres, and then on Wednesday nights, I'm going to help out with the praise band here and there and get them on their feet. Um, but I don't lead like I used to, you know. And when you kind of get out of something for a while, you're out of it for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I haven't been keeping up with the new music coming out. I have been keeping up with the bands I like some new music, but as far as in the worship collective world, because right, it's a big one, I haven't been. But Recently, over quarantine, I've had time, right? I have. 
And if you have, what have you been doing if you ain't been doing nothing? That's my favorite question. I yeah. ask the kids every Wednesday. If you didn't do anything during quarantine, what did you do, bro? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Half a year gone. I mean, I we're all going to look back and be like, man, I wish I would have done this during quarantine. Yeah, sure. you are. Okay. Facts. I did a lot with you. Me and you were <laughs> slammed to the wall. And I still wish there was more I would have done. But yeah. anyways, uh, during quarantine and during this time, I've been listening to more worship music. And okay, I'm a critical listener. Are you a critical listener? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, for the most part, I am. You know, like when you approach something, you're listening to every lyric. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about like hypercritical in the sense of like you're negative critical, but like you're listening to every lyric. You're trying to find the nuance of what and it means. Meaning. Oh, you're, yeah. I'm absolutely. diving in. I'm going deep head yeah. over my. Yeah, I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but there's that from Kids Church. Um, but <laughs> I, I go in on these things. And so Austin Stone's put out some new music. We've talked about a couple of their songs on Gut Punch, in, hand, in the Hands of Christ My King, exceptional. Austin Stone, for all you people, Austin Stone worship needs to be on the top of your playlist every morning. They're the most biblical, theological sound worship band out right now. So I looked at going out there before I graduated, actually. That was one of my options. I was going to go try to uh, do their residency program. I was going to try to get on that. But exceptional, phenomenal band. Uh, church, it's a church and they are just, oh man, they, they're all about sound theology. I love them. Um, another good one, Shane and Shane, right? Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of Shane and Shane. They've put out a lot of good new stuff on the Psalms. Yeah. Um, they should be on top of your playlist. Uh, and so I've been going through all these things and then there's some other bands who I'm going to leave nameless. We don't call people out on this podcast just occasionally. Yeah. I was about to say we kind of did last week, but that was. That was like hot news, though. Like that was and that needed news. to be addressed. And uh, you can just find that anywhere. This yeah. is like stuff that's like you're not gonna know unless right, James says right. it. So I'm just right. gonna leave it, you know. But then there's some other bands that have put out some music, and I'm like, oh, where's that scripture? Um, I that song sounds like a love song to a woman or a man, not mm -hmm. to God, and, and that's an issue. That's a serious issue. Um, we played a game in youth. This is how big of an issue it was. We played a game in youth and we split the like group up in a sense. And it's like, okay, read these lyrics. Is it a love song, a lovey dovey or a praisey praisey praise and worship song? And dude, I think the kids got like 50% of them wrong. That's sad. Like if that tells you anything. Oh yeah. I mean, when I look at lyrics and I go, I, I that sounds like something I would sing to my Anna, you know, like in a boat with swans around like the notebook. Right. That doesn't sound like something I'm going up in front of West Sakers leading worship with. You, so you say you you would agree that's an issue. Oh yeah, big issue, right? Um, another thing, uh, like when the song is more about me than God, is that I would say that's an issue because it's praise and worship. Yeah. So then we're we're changing the the stem of the definition to praise and worship of thyself instead of thou, right? To use English language, big big words. You're welcome. Needless to say, being in the music world long enough and playing guitar has nothing to do with it, but being in the music worship world since I was a freshman and in high school when I started here, um, I've gotten a good gathering of some, I feel like some good head knowledge of things that I, I go, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Like, and I feel like the Lord over college especially burdened me with like the task of um, filtrate what you're singing, what you're leading your congregation to. 
Uh, and th- I think it was from this book. I can't remember. But a great book for all you readers to check out if you're a worship leader, or if you love music, or if you're just one that just loves worship, which that should be every believer. Um, I'm calling all of you out to read this. It's called Doxology and Theology. It's by Matt Boswell, and it has each chapter from a different worship leader. Um, and people I love, Aaron Ivey from Austin Stone, I wrote a chapter in it. But something I wrote when I studied this in college um, was this, God in- initiates genuine worship through revealing himself in his word. And so if we want to find true biblical sound worship music, it must come from the word because the word is where we see the revelation of God. Um, I don't think there's any problem in its essence of having a lamentation song every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a, a lament. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I, we look at the book of lamentations. You know, uh, or Psalms. There's plenty of Psalms that are laments. If you don't know what a lament is, it's a deep, utter cry slash prayer from the soul. Um, I don't think there's any problem with that at, in, at times. I don't think that should be all of our worship because all of the Psalms are not laments. Right. Right. Um, Psalm 150. Uh, give praise to the Lord. It's all about praise, praise, praise. Um, and then I, I, I don't think um, I don't think it's wrong if we spice it up and have a couple of straight praise worship songs and, and some laments tied in, I think it's good to have a healthy balance. I really do. Um, and, but what I found in the, it, I, I'm going to walk out on a limb. I would say the last, especially the last five years, 10 would be gracious. I would have been 13, so I wouldn't have been in it as much yet. But especially the last five years, what I found is a lot of your mega church bands, I'm just going to leave it there, a lot of your mega church worship bands are going more into the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't do that move. Yeah, but don't, that, don't do that. It's like interpretive dancing. But I would agree with the, with the statement. Right, yeah. Well, it, we have made in the church music, our worship music, and I always tie worship music together instead of saying worship because worship is not just music. Let's go ahead and throw that on the table. Right. But we have made our worship music in the church all about emotion and feeling. Right. Um, and this, the spirit will draw emotions. The word will draw emotions when it is true and biblical. I think uh, I was reading John Piper. Oh, my boy. Go yeah, ahead. He, he separates, right? So he, he calls it spiritual affections um, mm-hmm. for the joy that you have when you are singing those worship songs because you should have the joy of of the Lord, and so he, mm-hmm. he kind of separates the human emotions from the spiritual affections. I, I kind of like that term. That's Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. There, there is a, I think there is a big difference in emotion and spiritual affections. That's what yeah. you're saying. There's two different. Yeah, yeah. He separates them because he's, he's trying to, because that, that is the argument, right, is, is it, too, is it too much to bring out the emotions in the song? Are you doing what you're actually supposed to be doing if you're just mm-hmm. feeling the emotions? And I yeah. think that's why he was saying, well, yeah, you those emotions are good. Those emotions, you have to have those emotions, um, but make sure there it's the spiritual right. affection. Right. Cause I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, here, let me use a biblical song. For example, yeah. like a straight scriptural song, how deep the father's love for us. One of my all time favorites, that line, it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. It almost makes me cry every time I sing it. Oh yeah. And not because the minor chord that's behind it. Right. The lyric, even just talking about that song brings in them an affection within to praise the Lord for what he's done. Right now, I think that's biblical. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I I am I'm a musician as well. I'm not just one who knows about worship music. Um, and this isn't to puff up. This is just facts. I've been doing music since I was in first grade. I know what four chords to play to make somebody yeah. go, oh, yeah, ah, man, that just that, mm, that burns within me. Yeah, I can, I bro, I can play you four chords right now if you give me a guitar, and you'll be like, man, that, that that's 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 good. Or I can play four chords and be like, yeah, okay, all right, I'm feeling it, man. Yeah, woo, let's clap a hand. And that's that's scary that worship leaders have that ability to cause the listener to go, oh, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that there's an issue with that. So let's go ahead. I have a question. All right, go ahead. Question. Yes. So is it, would you say it's, his name is Augustine or Augustine? St. Augustine's what I've always said. Yeah, me too. But then Malone said Augustine, and I'm like, oh, man. Man, he's splitting us on this. Malone, Come on, Malone. Malone's smarter than I am when it comes to this he's smarter stuff. than I am too. So, I don't know. I'll just say what I always have said and said Augustine. St. Augustine. So, this was, he was talking about um, emotions as it oh, yeah. pertains to worship music. And uh, he talked about how it was good to have that joy and uh, you know how it amplifies your mm-hmm. your worship, but he also said, um, "Be cautious because the emotion of the music itself may overshadow the uh, theology behind the lyrics." Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So what what do you think? Have we gone that far currently, and where do you think that limit is? musically have we gone too far yes absolutely we are way past the line okay uh and i'm saying broadly yeah. not every band <coughs> um not every band yeah people are gonna be like oh don't get near james tomorrow at church or tonight and i'm like y'all i'm fine okay. we are we are more than six feet apart it, here today. we're 30 feet apart and <laughs> i'm not sick um yeah, no, I would say we have way crossed that line. 100% have sprinted across that line, right? Um, and then what was the second part of that question? So where is that line? Where so is you that have, line? You have musicians who know how to manipulate yeah. emotions and, and use that to, to, cut, to manipulate the emotions. Mm. So where is the line between John Piper's spiritual, affections, spiritual affections and emotions for manipulation? This is gonna be. This is walking out on a limb. Okay, I'm. I'm kind of. I, I kind of go back to how deep the father's love with it. Um, I think the line is at the place of if I take the music away and the lyric still draws me to want to just go, Lord, oh, oh, I have affection for what you have done. It, it, I think if we take all the music out and the lyrics still make an impact in your life then we're okay. Mm-hmm. But if you have to have that music behind that line to feel that uh, emotion slash affection, there's an issue. Yeah. I, because here's the fact. Um, let's let's just use yeah, an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pull up this. Uh, let me pull up a, an example of a lyric. Um, so th- just this lyric right now, the music behind it's really, like, really groovy and it, it's got a phenomenal feel to it. But just this lyric uh dr- drives me to just go god i'm i'm in desperate need of you um holy all god's children singing holy nothing left to say but holy oh lord almighty 
Um, and then they go into this part, sing now, sing as one, come and join the angels, come and join the song, the melody well-known from beginning of creation to the end of kingdom come. That lyric, I don't need the music behind for that lyric to give me goosebumps or to make me think of revelation, right? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, to think of that day. And, and I think that's what separates a biblical sound song, theologically packed, from just an emotional appeal. Um, example, man, I'm, I'm going to dig some trenches. For, uh, just go ahead and apologize to all my musician friends. I love you. If you sit on a different page than I do, remember I was very critical and I still am. I, I fought this war for four years at school. My, my, the band I was with, the BSU band, we were all pretty much on the same page always. Our heart's goal was lead people to the throne of God. Um, now, there's some other people I've dealt with in my music tenure that it was, it's like, no, let's get them. We want them to feel it. Mm. Um, see, there's a, there's a thing about, I have an issue when a pastor gets up on stage, like, hey, keyboard player, give me that pad real quick. You need music in the oh, background of what you're yeah. saying to draw the emotion. Yes. If what you're saying is not from the scriptures and it's not from the spirit and you need something else to get to people to along. connect, yeah. there's a huge issue. And that's the misconception of Christianity right there. Christianity in the 21st century of America. This is American Christianity. This ain't the Christianity I'm in with. This is American Christianity. I'm getting fired up, man. I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there, Lord. I'm coming home. The American Christianity is all about emotion and feeling. And guess what? When the emotions are over and the feelings are over, they have nothing to cling to because they weren't clinging to Jesus in the first place. Right. And that's my issue with all of it. Um, when all the, I, there's a phrase that I heard in college, when all the lights are stripped away, when all the music is taken out, the music, literally the sound is taken away. And all we have are voices. Will you be able to worship God in full? And I went, holy moly. That's a question worth asking. Um, because if my voice lifting up songs of praise is not enough for me to connect with the Lord, we got some serious issues. I, I, I don't need my guitar for me to connect with the Lord. I just need him. Right. And, and oh, man, I'm passionate about it and I get frustrated about it because I, I once uh, I thought very differently at one point. Um, and God, forgive me for that. Um, but it is songs. And I should I go there? I think I'm going to. I'm, I, you know what, Jesse, if we need to cut it, we can. But I'm going. To, it is songs like reckless love that are leading people to a misconception of Christianity. Oh, yeah. Um, God's love was perfect. It wasn't reckless. It was well-designed. It was perfectly designed. Yeah. You know what reckless means, Jesse? I'm going there. A answer this. You know what reckless means? Out of rash decision-making. And Dangerous. the guy that wrote that song, Lord bless him. I mean, he is one of the most gifted musicians out there. Right. And, and, and if he ever sees this, Lord, I mean, hey, dude, I wish I had your skill set. I mean, he is one of the most gifted. And he told... I mean, the, the interview behind the song was that it's written from man's perspective, uh, that to, to us, God's love was reckless because you do anything to get us. But I'm like, it, it, I'm not trying to write music from my perspective. I want it right. from the scripture's perspective. Do you remember the song, The Heart of Worship? Yeah. When the music fades, all stripped away, and I simply come longing yeah. just to bring something that's of worth that'll bless your heart. 
I'll bring, bring you more, more than, than a, a song. song. For a song, song in itself is not what you have required. Yeah. I mean, that, that, at the end of the day, that should be our heart cry, though. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Here's the truth of the matter. Let's, let, let me go there. The reformers. I love the reformers. Um, I love what they stood for. Liturgically, right? They preached most older um, reformational churches. And even into, I would, I, I would argue this. If I'm wrong, email me, okay? Um, but I would argue even into some parts of the 19th and 20th century, people taught the word first. There's this idea, there's this, in this book I have, it's called Reformational Worship, I think, because it goes back to the whole Reformation, talks about how they did And he poses a question of, would it be more biblical for us to hear from the teaching of the word first than mm. to sing first? Because uh, the conception is, let's sing first, let's get our hearts postured and ready to hear from the word of God. And I, I agree, and I, I'm not saying I disagree, right? But would it be more beneficial for the believer to hear from the word so that the word sparks within us a praise after? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Get you in the right. Right. Because what, I'm going to be honest. Songs don't always get me ready to hear the word. Right. Especially if they're unbiblical. Oh, yeah. All right. And, and so um, I hate to you know, throw that song out like I did, but it's just it's one of those. It was number one on the charts for like a year and a half to two years. And that's scary because uh, we're talking charts, that meaning America charts. Right. Um, and bless his heart. If he, uh, he may have the right mindset in writing it yeah. and the right heart and idea, but it was not biblically sound. Right. right. And it led many people astray yeah. uh, in that. I mean, I, I, I'm be the first to throw myself out there under the bus. I led that song at North Greenville. I was the first person that ever led that song at North Greenville. Um, and the Lord convicted me and said, Hey son, He didn't say, I'm not one, okay, I'm not getting in that theology, but um, through conviction from my brothers um, and uh, consensus from other guys, it spoke into my life truth. It was one of those things, I was like, James, that song, it's not biblical. God's love was perfect, Mm -hmm. had nothing reckless about it. Yeah. Um, And the rest of the song is phenomenal, but I'm not singing the song unless every lyric is sound truth. Right. And that's where it comes down to the worship leader as well. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a big burden. That's, that's part of what it takes to be a worship leader is you got to have a heart. Gauge. You got to know. Yeah. You got to know how to make good decisions. Bro, you got to be in. I'm talking like, let me just go. I would say, okay, um, to be a sound biblical music leader in the church, um, you got to, I, I, I'm one of these kind of people. You need to be almost saturating in what you're going to sing every day and checking it with the Bible. Oh, yeah. Like it needs to be a daily grind because I know when I was at North Greenville, man, I, w- I had like playlists I would make on Spotify and I'd be listening to them and listening to them and, and making sure, okay, we're going to lead this. Are we leading our people to the right place or are we giving them something that they can't cling to? Right. Because I'm telling you, I'm one of those kind of people now. I love the hymns and there, I heard a... I heard a quote like this man. Did I talk about this already on Coffee with Vern? I think it did, but somebody told me that they had a friend that said, well, you know, the hymns aren't really that sound because the hymn writers were pagans. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I, we talked I, about I don't know about that, brother. Um, but I, I've fallen more in love with the hymns because of the theology. Now, if you're one, go ahead. Well, I find my quote. Go ahead. So since we're here. I'll, I'll, I'll draw you out with another question. Right. This, is, this is Jesse's favorite thing is to try to get me in mud. No, I'm not trying to get you in mud. I'm just thinking what people might be 
wanting to ask while they're listening. All right, let me add this quote and then you go for it. Um, to the people that think you don't need theology, you're wrong. Theology is not intended for the elite, but for all of God's people. Okay, moving on. Right. So, what would you say to people who would say, we just need to sing hymns because like you've talked about, all a lot right, of these right. a lot of these current songs Woo, are not biblically sound. Baby, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, all right, all right. I think there is some modern music that is super uber biblical and more biblical than some of the hymns. Um, I, you know, so what would I say to those that say we need to only sing hymns? Well, first of all, I would say is open your mind to the idea and concept of music changes with culture, right? Um, a lot of the hymns have been rewritten uh, and not the lyrics, but the style of music style. in it for the more modern ear. Um, I think uh, hymn or modern song, as long as it is saturated in scripture, you shouldn't care. If you can look at the song and go, that's biblical and it leads my heart to worship God, then who cares if it's a hymn or if it's modern? There you go. You should have the mindset of this leads me to the Lord, yeah. no matter what it is. And that's, hey, that's that's pointing a finger at me too. Yeah, absolutely. Right at me. But I'll tell you, there's some hymns that are super uber not biblical. Uh, and it's like, okay, why are we singing that? I could name some of them, but I won't. All right. Um, you know, and so... It's just one of those things. Uh, we we need to be careful no matter what we're singing. It, yeah. it, but if you, if the song leads your heart to worship and it leads your soul to cry out before the Lord and praise Him and say, "God, you are holy and I am not, and I need Your grace," or, and it leads you to fall before His throne like Abraham on his face, right? And, and it can be literally or not. If it leads you to the Lord in a biblical way, right, and it's not based off of emotions. It's based off a true affection for the glory of God, then it doesn't matter what style. Yeah, I was going to ask you the inverse of that question, but you kind of just answered that. Sorry, too. I was going in. No, that's, that's perfect. That's what we need, man. That's, and I, it goes to what you were speaking to at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you strip away the music, if you take it away the music and it still stands yep. on its own two feet, then that's what you want. Cause Hey, I, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go somewhere that you're going to be like, Oh Lord. But, um, there's some metal songs that are more biblical than some of our worship songs <laughs> from some of my Christian metal bands. And I've shedded plenty of tears crying those songs, yeah. not from emotion, but for affection. Right. I'm just saying, just saying for all my metal brothers out there, um, this means love. I love you in the sign language, right? Yeah. yeah. I love you and rock on. Um, it is one of those things. Uh, so to end out, I would hang out here for a couple hours, honestly, Maybe we should come back to this another time. We might come yeah, back because I think I have some other questions. Yeah. Um, that because I, I try and put myself in the shoes of somebody listening. What would yeah. they ask? So I have a few more. So write them now. We're going to visit this. We'll have a part two of worship mm -hmm. uh, and music. To end out, tell me when you hear this song, right? I'm not going to let me find it. Um, I'm trying to find something that just makes you go, ooh. Um, I'm not going to tell you the name or the artist of the song. Just for all you listeners, real quick, I'm using secular music. I'm not using a Christian song because I just don't want to. I don't want to get in that mud, right? Um, but I'm using a secular song, and you're just. I want you to hear the beginning of it. I want to tell you what kind of emotion it brings to you, just to show you the dangers of courting, right? Yeah. So tell me what this immediately does to you if I can find it real quick. Um, just hear the beginning of it. 
Right, you hear those chords? So you hear that, 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 that spurs an emotion. Yeah. You know what key that's in? All right. I'm pretty sure that's in the key of F. Mm. You know what a lot of worship songs are in? Key of F. <laughs> now key signature plays a huge part. Yeah. Um, I, because I can tell you my favorite key to sing in is E because it feels, it feels good on the throat, but also cause there's some gorgeous chords in the key of E. Um, that, that that's for part two. We'll talk about the courting and stuff. But that that spurs a like a whew, right kind it's of very emotion, somber. Right? Yeah. All right. Now let's go. Let's go one more example real quick, just to kind of show you what music does to the um, to the inner. Um, what does this cause you to do immediately? Right, so that's a Christian song. That's Holvy, um, Christian rap, but that that makes you sound like, oh yeah. And and so my point is, the music plays a huge role yeah. because if I had that song with a different chording behind it, maybe that's what we need to do is get me in here with a keyboard and show you. Um, well, I don't know how to play piano. It's but. the same thing <laughs> in my world when you film something. Ooh. The tone of the scene can change dramatically if, depending on what score Dude, you put behind it. You're hitting stuff. Part two is going to be yeah. lit. Oh man, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> tell me what this makes you. All right, tell me how this makes you feel. You ready? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think you are. I don't know if I am either. Oh yeah, okay, it's not Metal Monday. Yeah, that makes me just want to like run in a circle. A circle you almost bit. made me fall yeah. out of my chair. You're welcome. So Thank, thanks for the warning. <laughs> the point is music can change everything. Um, hey, my coffee with Vern people, I love you. Um, and if you have got some music that you like, you feel convicted by, praise God. Um, but at the same token, again, like we said last week, we're not calling people out where our job as brothers in the faith is just to make people aware. Let's check everything according to the scriptures. If the scriptures are sola scriptura, meaning that they are the highest authority in our lives as believers, we got to check everything with it. Everything. So until next time, we'll have part two of this in a couple of weeks. Next week's question week, hit us up at coffeewithvern at gmail.com. I have no questions, so people have not sent them. Coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Don't leave me hanging, sipping coffee in my sweater without any questions. I'll see you next week. Until then, Shabbat Shalom. Go in peace.